This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. When President Biden declared Avikume Nevada's fourth national monument in March, Governor Lombardo categorized it as a historic mistake and said it would slow the development of affordable housing and disrupt mining plans. Was he right? Today on CityCast Las Vegas, you'll hear a conversation we had back in August with Berta Gutierrez of the Conservation Lands Foundation. She shares the story of how our new monument came to be why it should be protected, and how you can enjoy it with your loved ones. It's Tuesday, May 2nd. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Good morning, Berta Gutierrez, and thank you for being on CityCast today. Thank you, and good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we brought you on. I'd love to know a little bit more about Avikwame. Can you tell me what that is? Avikwame is a region in southern Nevada. It surrounds Spirit Mountain, and right now it's a proposed national monument. The area is very sacred to at least 12 Native American tribes. And it's really rich in biodiversity. Some of the biggest Joshua trees in the state of Nevada are there. It's great habitat for tortoise. So because of the great cultural values and the rich biodiversity of the area, it makes it a great candidate for a national monument, um, which can be protected either by Congress or by the President of the United States through the Antiquities Act. Oh, okay, cool. For for someone who hasn't visited the area, can you describe what it looks like? I know you said it's a great place for tortoises. So the whole area of the proposed monument, you can travel a little bit of east of Searchlight and be among really, really tall, ancient Joshua trees. You travel another hour away from there and you're surrounded by evergreens and you know you're at a higher elevation the air is a little cooler and you're seeing less joshua trees and more juniper and more just evergreen if you travel a little south of there you are in the middle of creosote bushes and you may find a tortoise or you may find jackrabbits you may have you may see a gila monster, even though they, you know, you don't want to see a gila monster, <laughs> but you may. But you might. Watch yes. out. So the, the landscape is so diverse. You can go closer to Spirit Mountain and you're still going to be surrounded by evergreen, but you're going to be surrounded by these amazing granite mountains that are going to glow pink if you stay there for the sunset. Man. And, you know, the sunsets are like 
sunsets are my jam out here like uh, i know me too <laughs> one of my favorite parts is when there's a gorgeous sunset and i go an hour later on social media and everybody we were all outside we're all with our cameras look <laughs> at it <laughs> yes i it sounds so serene and you said that it is also sacred to 12 tribes yes why is this area sacred to them so the 12 tribes that we know of, 10 of them are the human-speaking tribes, which include the Mojave, the Hualapai, um, among others. And many of these tribes traveled down, some of them into Mexico, but some of them stayed around here, you know, while the process of, of colonization was happening. The tribe that is, like, closest to the area is the Mojave tribe, and through them, we've learned that the whole area surrounded by Spirit Mountain is their place of their creation story. So it plays a vital part in their in their life story. And that is true for all 10 human-speaking tribes. Then we have the Chemawavi Paiute. And the Southern Paiute in general, some of the area, which is now known as the New York Mountains, are part of their creation story, their life cycle. And then we have the Hopi who also see the area as sacred. But then we know that there are so many roads and so many travel routes that cross the, the Southwest, and specifically surrounding the Avikwame area, that we know that there were probably many other tribes mm. that traveled through the area or lived there. We just know 12 right now. Right. It's like 12 and counting. <laughs> like, yes. There's more. How does your work at the Conservation Lands Foundation relate to the Avikwame? So with Conservation Lands Foundation, we support through community groups, different campaigns or different stewardship projects. And in this case, we're part of the coalition that is working to get this land protected. So there's a group of, there's a big group actually of, there's conservation organizations sports groups, there's other recreational businesses, there are just individuals that have joined because we all see the value in this area. And everybody has a different interest. Our interest is to like really protect this area in a permanent basis so that it can really help us survive as humans. We need a balanced environment. We need to learn how to live with nature in order to survive. Protecting Avikwame would help with our climate goals, saving habitat for biodiversity to survive and to move as the climate changes. It would help preserve the cultural values. You know, there are indigenous tribes that their culture is tied to the place. You know, they still go and visit different areas to be able to pass down their culture. And so that the landscape has to be there, has to be protected so that their culture can continue.
This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. So it sounds like, okay, we've got different communities, but is there like a major goal of the coalition? The main goal is to protect the area as national monuments. So, and, and as I mentioned before, um, you know, it could either be through Congress or through the president. And that's what we're hoping for. Whatever happens first, right? Whatever can happen <laughs> the easiest. We're here to support that, but we're here to like really, um, Educate the community about the importance of the area. It's also important for recreation. The Avicuame area, because there's a couple of mountain ranges that separate that area from Las Vegas, you can see the, the stars and how many kids that live in Las Vegas, live in these urban areas, haven't seen the Milky Way. You can see it from Avicuame, right? You can go for a hike. You can go for a picnic. You can spend some time in nature which is so important to us really connecting as humans and like preserving our mental health. Yeah. So part of that is just like really getting the community out there. What do you think are the biggest concerns that locals have? We do have, there's concern about some open areas that can be snatched up for something Mm -hmm. other than protecting the cultural values or protecting the habitat that exists in there. Usually you have somebody that says, no, this is a, not a good idea, but the Avicuame National Monument proposal is actually has the support of all of the townships that are around it. So we have the support of Searchlight, Boulder City, Henderson, and then Laughlin. Laughlin has such a rich experience in tourism and water tourism, right? And they realize that protecting this area can bring that land tourism that they're lacking you know people Mm -hmm. hiking people backpacking and where do they go for supplies they go to the nearest grocery store yeah or if they don't like camping they go to the nearest hotel right so there are so many benefits and the surrounding towns they they realize that and they're like yes let's do this. this is you know national monuments are good for the economy they're good for individuals and their mental health they're good for the animals that live there and they're good for preserving culture and history and this is not a new battle like this is long time in the game so when did this movement begin this desire to ask for this land to be protected you know the the mojave tribe has actually been at it for decades and they have been little by little advancing protections first it was 
having Spirit Mountain itself designated as traditional cultural property. Then it was having it designated as wilderness. Then it was, you know, it's like little by little they've been able to achieve. There's some designations in the California side that are really part of that larger landscape that have been able to get protected. So right now, Avicome, the Nevada portion of it, is like really the last piece of the puzzle to get that whole landscape, that whole really cultural landscape protected. Right. And does tribal sovereignty play a role in the negotiations at all? Absolutely. In fact, right now, in order to really get anywhere, you do have to have tribal support for whatever proposal that exists. And right now, it's really important, right? This administration has made it a priority, and we see it because Secretary Helen is the first Native American to hold the Department of Interior secretary positions. And that's how it should be, right? Like, hopefully that stays forever and ever, because that's really how it should be. They should be part of the conversation. Stripes should be part of the conversation when it comes to not only conservation, but also industrial development. Like, it's like where where is it okay to do this? And are we having people who are stewards of the land really mm-hmm. present in the room to speak? Are desert lands harder to protect? Because I know some people are like, well, it's just dirt. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, that's why we do community-led conservation. Because the people that think, ah, oh, it's just desert. There's nothing out there. Let's go put some nuclear waste. It's people that don't live here, right? Mm. It's people that don't know the desert, that haven't been to the desert and haven't seen the life that is in there. I don't think that you can live here and be like, ah. as long as you have experience, as long as you have been out there. And that's one, one of the very important parts of, of any kind of campaign, bringing the community out there. Because that's a, you can talk all day long about how beautiful Avikwame is. But if you get people to go out there for an hour, that's an experience, right? That's something that you can't really put into words or pictures. Even though we try, <laughs> you know, we try to bring in the landscape to, to the community. But if we can at all uh, get people out there, get kids out there, then that's where you really create real advocates. I love that. Berta Gutierrez, thank you so much for being on CityCast today. Thank you for having me. Uh, and thank you so much for being interested in this National Monument. Let's get into a little news. There's an elementary school out here with 150 goats, birds, reptiles, pigs, and more. It sounds magical, but it's not Hogwarts. It's the Hoggard Math and Science Elementary Magnet School. They have animals that live both indoors and outdoors. Lucky kids. Also, a few months ago, the Governor's Office of Economic Development handed Tesla $412 million in reimbursements and abatements. This massive tax break was no doubt the inspiration behind Senator Dina Neal's proposal to strip the office of that power. If passed, the bill would require an okay from lawmakers for any tax breaks that are more than $500,000. 
That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you head out to Aviquime, send us a picture. You can also support us by sharing this episode with a friend, rating the show, leaving a review, and subscribing to our morning newsletter, Hey Las Vegas. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care. This is Dwayne. Dwayne the kitty. Hi. What do you want, Dwayne? Oh, he responded. I'm done. Man. (laughs)